Hey, everybody, it's Coach Jerry here with Biohacking Truth, and I'm actually going to wish you a happy new year, 2023, new year, new you, new year, new me. So as I, as I took a vacation last week, I sat back and thought about some things that I would maybe like to do different for this upcoming year. And as I was reflecting back on the last few years, boy, howdy, what a strange time we were in. I mean, it almost feels normal for everything to be so weird, but as you go back and you kind of reflect over the past year, couple years, three years, you really see how messed up everything is. It's like, how did we get here? How did we get here? So one of the things I want to try differently this year is we're actually right now doing the first ever live podcast for the Sovereign Mind, Body and Soul podcast with Coach Jerry. And I'm excited about doing that. Multiple reasons for doing that. One, it's a good time saver. But two, I just hate doing recorded video and then editing it and posting it later. Even if there's only one or two people watching, I'm much more comfortable with a bit of an audience. So I've got a few people on right now. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for joining. And I'm also going to leave this open for Q&A here uh, down, in the, uh, down in the comments. For those of you who don't know, I do have a podcast. It's, uh, it's uh, just a baby right now. I only got about nine or ten episodes in. But, uh, you know, if you're, if you're kind of like-minded like me, if you like, the way, if you like the way I come at the health game and if you just like some of the things I say, or maybe you don't, maybe you're triggered by me, whatever the case may be. But if any of those are true and you want to see, see more of, of my content, I would just uh, greatly appreciate if you head on over to Substack and uh, give me a subscribe and uh, maybe head over, over to Spotify, listen to a few of my podcasts, leave a rating and a follow, share it with anyone you can really appreciate it. Us good guys got to stick together. So that being said, Sovereign Mind, Body and Soul podcast, what is this podcast for? Right? Well, basically, I created this podcast because I'm just really I'm fed up with with the 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 bullshit that's being put out there for people for information and guidance. You know, we're in a system that doesn't want us to be healthy. And I think if we're being honest with ourselves, that's true. And if you're not sure how that is true or where I'm coming at there, DM me. Please don't leave me nasty comments down, down below. But you can. You're a free person. But anyway, this is based on my personal journey, where I came from, what it took to get me out of the funk that I was in, mind, body, and soul, and really how simple it was once you get down to the truth, once you start resisting your old dogmas, the old experts, the old doctors, the old dogmatic information. Once you get rid of that and you just surrender to the process, become open-minded, open-hearted, it's very simple simple living a living an optimized life happy healthy and whole mind body and soul so that's why i started the podcast there's a lot of things that i'm interested in there's a lot of things that i like to talk about and there's a lot of things that that i feel aren't really unpacked in a in an effective manner we're a very superficial society and unfortunately that's gotten us to a place where we get easily led astray and we are basically in a hypnotic trance and i'll talk about that a little bit later but Today's theme of this podcast is the giant elephant in the room dies suddenly. As I was going back, reflecting on my year and looking forward to 2023, much like a lot of you, you know, I was really just kind of flabbergasted by, by some of the nonsense that, that people are buying nowadays. And, uh, you know, it, it, it really goes to show that the world we live in is one that isn't as hunky-dory, kumbaya, love and connection that we might want to think it is. And uh, I'm not saying that about the citizens. I think we're great people. And, and I think we got way more in common than we have different. And unfortunately, there's some people that have a vested interest in keeping us fighting and keeping us separated. And I think we've seen that we've seen that at length in the last few years. So today I'm going to talk about just some stuff that, that the media is not covering, some stuff that's completely obvious, and maybe lumping this stuff together 
you know, in the period of a half hour, 45 minutes and, and really breaking it down and how much of this stuff doesn't have any answers. But not only do we not have answers for it, nobody's interested in finding an answer. Now, when you see how quick they are to attack something that they don't like, they can mobilize quick. They can mobilize if they want to raid Mar-a-Lago. They can mobilize if they want to arrest Andrew Tate. They can mobilize if they, basically, if they want to do anything. If they want to do anything, they can mobilize. They can make it happen. But there's some things that they're not interested in finding out, you know, like the flight logs and Glenn Maxwell's list. list. They're not interested in finding that out, and I want to know why. So I'm going to start off today. We're going to just kick it off. This is from a, a little clip from from a YouTube channel that I like to I like to watch. It's Jesse on everything. He's also got a got a channel called Jesse on Fire. This guy talks about everything under the sun. A lot of fire, a lot of energy. But just going to kick it off here. Here's another big story that the mainstream media is ignoring: the FDA, the FDA dropping a bombshell on Pfizer on the Pfizer vaccine. So way to catch up, FDA. Like welcome to the party, pal. That's taking you this long. The Food and Drug Administration has finally just admitted that Pfizer's shot has some serious potential side effects, and they laid out in this in this new study blood clots, pulmonary embolisms. Would you call me crazy if I told you that the FBI knew the Hunter Biden story was going to get leaked, then ran a fake scenario prepping Twitter on, hey, in the event there's ever a story that leaks about Burisma and Hunter Biden, we know this is fake news, right? Let's go through some scenarios of how this might play out and why don't we do it with the heads of NBC and New York Times and Facebook and Twitter all combined so that way we can be prepared in case that ever happens, right? So again, there it is. It's it's something we've all known. You know, none of this is none of this is is big news to those of us that are paying attention. But the question remains is is despite all this information coming out and the facts and the data being slowly uncovered, released with Twitter being pretty much open to truth and information now, why are they still doubling down? Why was it that the president of the United States and his first lady on Christmas morning, you know, had to end their broadcast telling you to get two vaccines? What is it? Is this about making people safe and healthy? If that's the case, then why is there nothing else being purported as far as, as far as recommended for, for ways to keep our health? And I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but Guys, like seriously, why are we not talking about this? Why is this not a thing? Why is it that we can readily give drug information or give medical advice, no matter who we are, so long as we're saying the, the, the right things? But we've got these three little organizations we're supposed to follow. We've got these scientists we're supposed to follow. We've got these experts. We've got these doctors we're supposed to follow. Yet none of the ones we're supposed to follow have said a damn word about real health, about the efficacy of watching what you eat and how much you move. Just those two things alone. But some of the things we don't have answer, answers for. Why is the obesity rate over 40%? Why are we on track to be over 50% obese by 2030, yet there's nothing being done about it? What greater opportunity to address the obesity crisis, the true epidemic, than in the last three years where we had a virus killing people off that were not in a state of high health? Why? Why are we not concerned about that? When a virus comes out, we're all of a sudden so concerned about everybody's health and well-being. We're so quick. We're so quick on the draw to protect everybody. But if there's no drug to sell, then we're not concerned about it. It's like they haven't come up with a drug to address obesity yet. So they're not worried about it. Diabetes. Why will no one admit that diabetes type 2 is reversible in a lot of cases? Why? Why do we just pretend like it's something that's here to stay and we all got to live with it? Why is that? The rapid spike in autism. Back when the vaccine schedule was... I believe it was six back in the 1950s. 
the autism rate was, oh gosh, I should have this data. It was one in some thousands. Now it's like one in 30 for kids. And the vaccine schedule has gone from like four to 16 to 60 something. And I'm not saying the vaccines are causing it, but why do we keep increasing the vaccine schedule while we don't have answers for all these medical conditions that seem to be unexplained? Yet we're happy to just create new drugs to address them, but we don't want to know what the root cause is. SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. We got kids just dying in their cribs. No one's been ever, ever been interested in figuring out why. Now it's happening to adults, not just, a, not just adults, but we're talking healthy athletes. We're talking people in the middle of the soccer pitches dropping dead on the rugby field, on the cricket pitch. People are just dropping dead, young, healthy athletes. And if you remember back to when the virus was going on, do you remember, do, remember the scene? Remember the, the scene? Of, if you've ever seen the movie V for Vendetta, it's just like that. If you haven't seen V for Vendetta, go watch V for Vendetta and then marry it up with what's happened the last three years and scratch your head on that one. But on the movie V for Vendetta, remember they had the big, the big ticker, like everything was like this running death ticker, this virus, right? And it was, it was all fraud. It was all fraud in the movie. Like it was all made to trump up terror and get people in this hypnotic, confused trance and it worked. See, that's what happened with COVID, just saying. But it was just like that. Remember, paint the picture. Like there was this running death toll and like there was no season for it. Like flu has two seasons, right? This was just a constant running death ticker, right? January 1st couldn't reset it. A six month break couldn't reset it. A new flu season couldn't reset it. They just kept going because there was an election coming. But we have... So we had all this attention on every single death for this particular virus, this one virus, yet nobody was talking about the cancer deaths. No one was talking about deaths from diabetes-related causes. No one was talking about obesity-related deaths. Autoimmunity, it's another one. But we got sudden death syndrome happening now. And back when the virus was like anybody that died with it, not from, with, was counted. And they were added onto that ticker. But now we got people dropping dead, and all they get is a headline that said so-and-so died suddenly. How sad. It. That's it. Nobody's interested. Nobody's concerned. But meanwhile, when there was a virus that had a 98% survival rate, everybody that died with it, not from it, with it, got counted as a death from it and got martyred all over, all over any media source, especially if they were a celebrity. Who we got here? We got Morgan. Hey, Morgan. Morgan, can you extrapolate on that comment? I'm not sure I understand exactly what that is, but if you do, I'll, I'll bring it up on screen. I'll address. But sudden death syndrome. No one's, no one's curious. No one's wondering what's going on there. Autoimmunity. Why is autoimmunity such a thing now? Even before the spike proteins. But, you know, we take all these autoimmune conditions, we break them down into different ailments, we call them different diseases, so we can create a different drug. But are they really different? Right? Crohn's, IBS, rheumatoid arthritis. I'm like drawing a blank here. New year, new me. Rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, fibromyalgia, asthma. You've got all these autoimmune, like, or at least all, the, all these autoimmune conditions that are really just running roughshod over our population and nobody a wants to connect them together b root cause source them and c they really want to treat it with with immune suppressing drugs that that's how that, that that's their their solution again why i'm not here to give medical advice and i'm not here to bore you with a bunch of facts and data and whatnot but you don't have to do a lot of research and a lot of connecting of the dots and a lot of using your own brain power and your intuition to look at how we're treating autoimmunity and realize it's complete nonsense, complete nonsense. Rapid onset cancer, blood clots, strokes, the fertility issue, the fertility issue. Like if you look at the number of fertility clinics that we have now per capita, per state, compared to where it was like in the 60s, 70s, 80s, it's mind blowing. I want to say there was something like just a small handful, handful in the whole country 
back in like the 60s, 70s. And I apologize for, I don't have a lot of like data links and all that, that stuff. Like Andrew Huberman Lab podcast is a great place for that stuff. But compared to where they're at now, it's like they're on every corner. Why are we infertile? Why? Well, let's take a look at what fertility means. Fertility means that God has deemed you appropriate to reproduce. And in order to qualify for that, you've got to check a lot of boxes. Because not only do you got to be healthy enough to keep yourself alive, you got to be healthy enough to keep a child alive and thriving. And so if, uh, you know, if we're a low level of vitality, low level of health, if we're in a survival state chronically, your body is going to prioritize what it does with its hormones and its, and its, its energy, its vitality, its chi. And if you don't have enough to barely keep yourself going, it's not going to produce a bunch of sex hormones for you. It's not going to make you super fertile. Okay. So that's another thing. Why just say, oh, it is. And this is what we're doing about it. But we, we don't want to know why. Meanwhile, we have, you know, something mimics influenza A and B coming through and wiping out our population, according to some. And that's if you correlate with and from equatum to be the same thing. Glyphosate, like why, why do we, why do we modify foods genetically so that they can withstand glyphosate? What about glyphosate is good for us? And it's putting glyphosate on the food for the farmer or for the people. Now we say that we can't, we can't feed enough people without using chemicals like glyphosate and rodenticides, herbicides, fungicides, that type of stuff. We say that, and then we turn and do other things like monocrop, destroy soil, farm like idiots, and create create fruits and vegetables that are designed for maxed, max yield and harvest and really aren't designed for nutrient density. Check comments here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Michael. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, that, that would obviously be a subjective analysis, but I wouldn't argue with you on that at all. Michelle, or no, Michael again. Michael says you could get shot in the head and it'd be called a death. Yep, I think that was objectively true. Karen, comment here. Preach it, brother. It's never been about saving lives or improving quality of life by taking ownership of your health. It's about making money and culling the herd. Man, you guys are the best. Seriously, like I do these lives and I'm wondering like, you know, if I'm going to sound like a dipshit or <laughs> if I'm going to get my message across and without fail, people come in the comments and really just hit it out of the park. That should be a t-shirt. It's never been about saving lives and improving quality of our lives. It's about improving the quality of someone's life, right? Why or how? Through more money, more control. So it's not about improving quality of life or by taking ownership of your health. It's about making money and culling the herd. And she said it right there. It's about ownership. It's about ownership. So long as you are willing to be dependent, there is somebody that is going to be happy to allow you to be dependent upon them, especially if they can get something from you. Typical abusive relationship, typical abusive relationship. And that's right where we're at right now. So another thing we're not interested in finding out is why did they lie about everything? Why? Why did they lie about everything? And then when they were, it was proven that they were lying. Why didn't they say sorry for lying? And we got Dr. Anthony Fauci, the guy we're all supposed to listen to. And he was busted lying multiple times. And each time he excused it by saying it was for our greater good. And we're in such a hypnotic trance that we're like, okay, sounds good. Sounds good. But I hope you're like me. And I hope you said, you know what? You fooled me once. Yeah, I put masks on longer than I would have liked to admit I wore masks. And uh, yeah, insatiable appetite for power and money. Absolutely. And that was because I was in a little bit of hypnotic trance, right? It was just easier for me to put the mask on. And then I realized one day it's like, really, I'm just complying to Satan. I know I'm being lied to. Your evidence on why I should wear this thing has not been compelling. And your in in unwillingness to debate the topic has got all my red flags going up. And your obvious lies about everything 
about everything. No, I'm not a virologist. No, I'm not an epidemiologist. No, I'm not a scientist. No, I'm not a doctor. But I do know that my entire life, anything that I ever heard about getting sick, read about getting sick, learned about getting sick, told me if you catch and survive, you have the best immunity there is. And I was also told that the way a vaccine works is a basically fakes, safely mimics an infection. And so your body does its best to create antibodies or an immunity to that particular invader. Now, if you just look at the logic behind that, there is no way in hell on any planet in the solar system that those two facts can live in the same house of truth. You can't have the fact that natural immunity is developed by fighting off an invader and developing antibodies towards it and then saying, but this artificial, never before used experimental concoction is actually better than your natural. And we know that because we haven't tested it and we've never used it on a person and we didn't do animal trials, but we're right. That does not get through to anybody unless they're in a hypnotic trance, period. Okay. And the last thing, this is like a little more recency bias here, but human trafficking. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I said the right wing talking point. I said the extremist talking point. Human trafficking is bad. Using humans for sexual slavery is bad. Selling people and taking advantage of them and abusing them is bad. And I don't care if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, if you're a Libertarian, if you don't claim any party affiliation. I don't care who you are. Why does that make you a Trump supporter? Why does that make you QAnon? You have to ask that. Now, let's combine that with the other thing that no one's interested in which is who the hell was Ghislaine Maxwell trafficking people to? So if I say human trafficking is bad, that makes me a QAnon Trump supporter, uh, extremist, terrorist, and also true, Ghislaine Maxwell was convicted of picking humans to nobody. Also true, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself in a jail cell, killed himself, and then everything just stopped. Also true, there's, also these pic there's all these pictures and uh, flight logs. We don't know if they're true or not, right? Flight logs are all over the internet. I don't know how to verify them. But I've seen them. I've seen the pictures. They're people we recognize, hmm, but no one wants to talk about it. So I can put two and two together and get four there. But I find it really funny that when you just say that word human trafficking, you're automatically a QAnon supporter. You're automatically a Trump supporter. You're automatically a right-wing extremist. You automatically hate gay people and you hate trans people and you're a bigot and a homophobe. Just, just by saying that, right? Yeah, all of a sudden, Andrew Tate, who everybody seems to despise that is left of three quarters far left, they seem to despise him, and then he gets arrested, and I think it's up in the air right now if it was money laundering or trafficking or whatever. It's, it's, so hard. it's so hard to keep track of things. But all of a sudden, it's okay to talk about human trafficking now. All of a sudden, human trafficking is a bad thing for everybody, not just half of us. And it's become the latest virtue signal all of a sudden. All of a sudden, human trafficking is bad. So it's like so many people are in this trance, and they are like cats, and the media has a laser pen. And over here, where the laser pen is not shining, what's not being illuminated, everything else over here is in the shadow. And everybody's just sitting here going, where do I go? Where do I look? Oh, this week human trafficking means QAnon. Okay. Oh, this week human trafficking means conservatives are bad. Oh, okay. Like, that doesn't happen if we're not in a hypnotic trance. It does not happen if we're not in a hypnotic trance. We are in a hypnotic trance. It was induced by confusion, by chaos, and by trauma. We are traumatized on purpose, daily, daily. And we don't have the tools. We don't have the abilities. We don't have the awareness to decompress all the trauma that's compiled on us on a daily basis. Social media and the news alone 
without any way. And meanwhile, we're sitting on our ass. We're not making time to exercise. We're eating junk food and we're not getting sleep. So the things that could actually exacerbate those symptoms, they're not being utilized, not being utilized. So it's like on top of our psyche, on top of our soul, on top of our emotional body, every single day, we're putting a pile of dirt on top of it, but we're not ever taking the time to sweep the dirt away. So after a while, we all get under this, this spell of chaos, the spell of confusion, and it creates a mass psychosis. And uh, that's just an opinion. Okay. Opinion based on my, my anecdotal experience on top of all the great minds that I love to study. One of those great minds that I love to study is Jordan Peterson. And speaking of shadows, we are in such a trance that someone like Jordan Peterson pisses us off. What's he say that pisses us off? Oh, he says stuff like we have to have personal accountability. We have to, he says stuff like your pronouns are not my priority. And that has nothing to, like I said earlier, and I mean it. I don't care. I love people. I love people. I love humanity. I love human beings. I don't care if you're white, yellow, brown, purple, black. I don't care if you're gay, straight, don't know. I don't care if your hair is blue, purple, natural. I don't care. If you are a human being, you've got a story and you have fears, you have shame, you have insecurities, you have soft spots, you have vulnerabilities, just like the rest of us. So if you're a human being, I don't care about any of that. Love you. But if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. And by you telling me that I have to dress you a certain way makes you an asshole just my opinion. Jordan Peterson says stuff like this. Okay. And what's he appealing to? Why is he so triggering? Why is he so polarizing? Why is it that half of us can look at someone like Jordan Peterson or an Andrew Tate to some extent, and we can listen to what they have to say. And we can be like, oh my gosh, that makes perfect sense. Finally, what a breath of fresh air. Finally, somebody's saying the quiet part out loud. And then the other half is completely just obliterated, completely disintegrated, like instant neurosis, they just can't stand the guy. They really think that what he says is hate speech. Why is that? Well, if any of you have studied Carl Jung or basically probably anybody nowadays that's, that's in any sort of the, the mindset game or the psychological game, you know, you're going to be familiar with the concept of shadows. And, you know, just as a brief overview, if you're not familiar with the term shadows, shadows are those unacknowledged parts of ourselves. Those are the parts of ourselves that we're unwilling to face, confront, acknowledge, they're part of our behaviors that we don't, we're not in tune with consciously. So an example is, you know, someone who drinks, binge drinks on the weekend, right? By definition is an alcoholic, but they spend Monday through Friday judging all the people that get, get drunk during the week, right? That's a shadow of theirs. But what Jordan Peterson is hitting on is our shadows. Just something like, you are not responsible for my feelings, Something like that is a complete 80 from the way these people think. They really do believe that you are responsible for their feelings. They really do believe that you need to be held accountable for their reaction based on what you said or did. Their shadow, if that was a client of mine, we would work very hard on pointing out ways that they choose anger, reasons that they choose frustration reasons why they choose to project what's going on inside outwardly without visiting it inside themselves first. Those would be the first steps in creating sovereignty in those individuals. Because right now they're dependent on someone else to make them feel better. They're dependent on someone else to validate their opinion or their stance in life. They're dependent on someone else not saying anything mean today. That is no way to live. That is no way to live. And they think the answer is to get everybody else educated on the woke truth, right? And there's a reason why a lot of people aren't woke to it. It's because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any freaking sense. 
And Jordan Peterson is hitting on those shadows. For those of us that don't think that way, it's not in our shadow. So when he's shining light on it, we're saying that's completely obvious. Why can't everyone else see it? And then people are attacking him. They're banning him from universities and what have you. That would not happen if we weren't in a hypnotic trance. It's the only thing that makes sense is that we're in a trance, guys. The only thing that makes any sense is like, how did we get in that trance? I'll get to that later. I will get to that later. So we're not talking about any of that stuff, any of the stuff that we all know to be true. We all know this. Like, I don't know anybody that doesn't know somebody that hasn't died of a heart attack or of cancer and or uh, obesity related illnesses. If you take a look at the actual statistics and the fact that we're not talking about this and the fact that we have an American Heart Association, the fact that we have a center for disease control. Now think about that verbiage, disease control. We just assume that it's about controlling disease. Think about it. The Center for Disease Control. What did they actually do with the disease? Did they control the disease or did they control the people using disease? That's up to you to decide. But we have a Center for Disease Control. We have a World Health Organization. We have American Heart Association. We have an American Diabetes Association. We have all these associations and guess what? They're siphoning millions out of the economy and doing jack shit. Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. I don't see. I don't see. I don't see anybody from the American Heart Association going. Hey, what's going on with all these heart heart deaths? What's going on here? I don't, I don't hear anybody talking about it. Could it be that the more heart disease there is, the more funding the American Heart Association gets? I'm asking a question. I'm not making a statement. Could it be? These are things we got to ask ourselves. Just because there's an organization and a bunch of letters behind it, and there's a a front man, doctor, or scientist that's that's pushing this organization. That doesn't mean that the organization is what we think it is. The Center for Disease Control. Did they control the disease? Absolutely not. They didn't do a damn thing. In my humble opinion, Facebook fact checkers, they didn't do a damn thing in my humble opinion. But what they did control were people. They controlled people using disease. Think about what you, think about that what you want, okay? Just throwing, just throwing some shit out there. Let's see some more comments here. Absolutely. You're not, you were Michael again, this might, if you guys don't know Michael Freya or you don't follow him on Facebook, get in touch with him. He's a great dude. Great dude. You're responsible for what you do, but you do not judge nobody because you are not perfect, but there are still ex exceptions to that. rule. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Michael. And uh, I a hundred percent agree with that. And just for clarification sake, guys, anything that I say on any of my broadcasts, any of my podcasts, any of my content, because I get fired up because I am passionate Sometimes I lack situational awareness. So none of anything I say is a judgment on, on individuals, their choices, their behaviors, you know, their situation in life. None of that because I was there for 90% of my life. I was right there wanting to do my best, but it wasn't my fault. Just like it's not their fault that they are being misled by people that they trust. And you should be able to trust these people. If it wasn't for my own personal situation and how I happened along the actual truth and how everything that was just making my life hell seemed to just fix itself when I started putting the right principles in place. If it wasn't for all of that, I would probably be right there with everyone else taking the jab, being like, oh, well, just got to got to keep things moving, you know, got to flatten that curve. So, yeah, great point, Michael. Definitely. It's not about the individual. If you're in a hypnotic trance, like. You don't go to like a hypnotist show and blame the guy for barking like a dog after he's been hypnotized, right? Okay, so before we, let's see. All right, so before we get into that, next, we're going to kind of end the pharma talk because I think we've hammered on it quite enough. But this was from the Dr. Drew 
share my screen here from the Dr. Drew podcast now available on Rumble. I think Dr. Drew, believe it or not, is actually been banned or shadow banned on a lot of different platforms. So, you know, it's not just us conspiracy theorists and, and non-doctors and non-scientists that are waking up. So this is from the Dr. Drew podcast on Rumble. And uh, I forgot this guy's name. Cardiologist, Dr. Asim Malatra, who was initially, initially advocating for the treatment. And after, after some time and some results started rolling in, he started doing some research and he is no longer advocating for them and is actually flip course 180. So I'll play a little clip for you from this gentleman. If you want to check that out, a podcast link is in the comments. Associated with increasing the risk of heart attack and probably even progression of underlying heart disease and people have already got some heart disease. There's been significantly increased risk from 11% at five years risk of heart attack to 25%. Now that's a huge increase. If this is true, then it's very concerning indeed. But a whistleblower, if you like, contacted me to say that the researchers in this department had found something similar within the coronary arteries linked to the vaccine, inflammation from imaging studies around the coronary arteries. And they had a meeting and these researchers at the moment have decided they're not going to publish their findings because they are concerned about losing much money from the drug industry. Now, now have a way to verify that. And I'm not saying it is true, Facebook fact checkers. I am just saying there's a doctor, a cardiologist in this country who has an opinion and I was sharing his opinion. So as you fact check this broadcast, I just want to make it very clear. I'm not saying what he said was true. I'm just saying that there's a doctor out there saying this stuff. So that being said, what if it were true? What if it were true? What are some things we would see if something like that was really going on? What would we be seeing? What would be the what what would be some breadcrumbs that we can utilize to kind of do our own personal little fact check? Science is great. Data is great. The scientific process is great. But here's the thing. You can't prove something's true if no one studies it and researches it, right? And if our if our barrier to entry on what we allow to be accepted as truth in our life must come with a peer-reviewed study, how do you get that if no one studies it? Or publishes it? Another question nobody's interested in answering. If it were true, what would we see? I don't know, maybe we see people dropping dead without explanation. Maybe there wouldn't be autopsies published on them. Maybe there would be no funded, peer-reviewed meta-analysis on related deaths. What if we took the reporting guidelines for the virus, which was, if you died with it, it counts. If you died from it, it still counts. What if we took that logic to the cure? What if everybody who died with it got recorded as a death? Hmm, I wonder what that would look like. What else would we see if something like that was true? Maybe we would see, oh, I know, here's what we could do. We could go back a couple years and we could take a look at the content that was banned then from doctors, epi epidemiologists, virologists, politicians, three-letter organizations, billionaire, retired computer college dropout guys. We could see what was banned then and see if it's true now and how many retractions and corrections have been made since because that would be for the greater good, right? If we want people to be safe and healthy and live, I think we would keep the information current. And if we have to rush information out there or, or rush, rush some guidelines out there in the name of safety and erring on the side of safety, don't you think we'd go clean up the messes on that too to keep the information current, right? Maybe we would see people that are giving these erroneous guidelines and confusing information 
and excusing their lies, maybe we would see these people refuse to debate people who have dissenting views. Maybe we would see that. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. This is the first time I've ever been involved in something like this. So just curious about that. You know, here's one thing, though, that I know is more efficacious than any drug. And no, I'm not a doctor. No, I'm not a virologist. No, I'm not an epidemiologist. No, I'm not a scientist. No, I don't work at the CDC, nor do I work at the WHO. But I can tell you right now that if you make 30 minutes to an hour every day to just move your body, to just move your body, that's going to be more efficacious than any prescription drug you can find. The effects of exercise compared to an SSRI or other forms of antidepressants isn't even comparable. Isn't even comparable. We get symptoms because of deficiencies, y'all. We get symptoms because of deficiencies. That's it. And at the end of your life, when you die, even if you live a long, healthy life, you have a vitality deficiency. Eventually, you just can't keep up. But we get symptoms because of deficiencies. And more often than not, just closing the gap on a movement deficiency is going to have instantaneous measurable results just from the hormone release alone. Yet, are we taking the time to do that? Maybe the whole reason why we were able to get in this hypnotic trance and why we were able to be bowled over and manipulated is because we're just too busy. Maybe we're just too busy to worry about a symptom when it really pops up. And then we get to the point where it's almost a disease and then we take a pill. Maybe that's where we're at. Are we okay with that? Is that ever going to change? No, no. Symptoms will always be caused from deficiencies. Diseases will always be caused from unresolved symptoms. And disease is like the last stage before death. Yeah, all these experts, virologists, epidemiologists, three-letter organizations, dudes in $2,000 suits, don't want to mention anything about just moving. If you can commit to 2023 every single day in 2023, you write down today how you feel. If you're not currently on a movement protocol, you write down today how you feel. It's January 2nd, 2023. If you're currently not moving, currently not exercising, carve out 30 minutes to an hour of your day and commit to 365 of those days. And then you look at how you feel on January 1st, 2024. I will send you a check for 500 bucks if you do that and don't feel better. Movement is part of the panacea. What we want is cures. We don't want band-aids. We don't want quick fixes. You might not know that that's what you want. And I just say that because we are so brainwashed that these concepts are actually foreign to people. Yes, your body was made to heal itself. Yes. Yes, God put everything on this planet that we need to heal. There's nothing that we needed to take and make a toxic concoction out of to keep us alive because it's better than what God did. Do people stay alive because of drugs? Yes. Is there miracles because of our brain power and our technological capabilities that keep people alive that would have normally died? Yes. Are the surgeons, the nurses, the first responders, the doctors, uh, the anesthesiologists, who am I missing? I don't know. Are these medical professionals absolutely amazing people. Yes. Yes. All of it. All of it. But they're stuck in a satanic system. They're stuck in a satanic system. There's nothing about their business model that is anything to do with us being healthy. Nothing at all. At all. That'd be like a Les Schwab tire making a tire that never goes flat. Not good that would do, right? Remember when washers and dryers used to last freaking decades? Yeah. I eat four years, five years out of one. Okay. It's a business model, you guys. And you're the product. You're the product. Um, but movement, like I could spend all day talking about the benefits of movement at the expense of boring you. So I won't do that. But just on a, let's just, let's just take a few like big, huge wins from exercise. All right. One, pumping of your body. 
the imbibing of your body, lymphatic drainage, spinal disc health, organ, visceral health, I'm sorry, organ and endocrine health, being able to sweat toxins out. All these things are basically they're innate within us as part of our, of who we are, right? If we're not moving every single day, we don't feel human because we're not, we're made to move every single day. We got a butt muscle on us, a gluteus maximus on us that was made to hunt prey down for tens of miles. Like we were, we, we were built to injure something with a spear and go chase it down for 20 miles until it, we were designed to outrun animals. We were designed to run animals down until they got exhausted. Right. But we don't even get off our ass. So I'm sorry, guys. Maybe it's better if I do record this and edit it. But like I mentioned earlier, the hormonal release, the BDNF, brain-derived nootropic factor, you've got your, like your adrenaline, dopamine, acetylcholine, that loop, that all that stuff gets regulated, your circadian balance, your circadian rhythm, so long as you're not working out too late at night and not jamming too much caffeine before your workouts, like all these things, it, put it this way, if they were to take what 30 minutes of walking can do for you a day and put in a pill, that would be the, that, that would be the, the ultimate, the ultimate, that would be like, and game over for pharma. Like we're put this in a pill. We're going to give it to you. Everybody's going to be addicted. Instantly. That's how powerful it is. Yet here we are. We don't get off our ass and move as a collective, as a whole, as a population. And we've got kids watching us not get off our ass and not move. We got kids watching us prioritize our money and our earnings and our status or our profession over our health. And it's not about, it's not about looking good in the mirror, even though that's a guaranteed side effect. It's really about living the way you're supposed to live because we get one shot at this. And if you believe in reincarnation, you get one shot at this as you, right? If you believe in heaven and hell, then you're going to one of those places. You one shot and you got a one in 425 trillion chance of being you. You could have been born as a caterpillar, as a giraffe, as a donkey, as a freaking mouse who lives two years. And if you live in a free country, just think of all the lotteries you want to be that. You won the lottery of being you. You won the lottery of being human. You won the lottery of, of, of being in a country that doesn't have a caste system. And I hope you, I hope you are, if you are. If you aren't, I'm sorry. You won all these different lotteries to be you. What about that isn't magical? What about that isn't proof that there's a God or a bigger purpose or a consciousness behind all that? Or it's just a big accident? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can't prove it. But what I'm saying is we won all these lotteries. And what we choose to do with it as a collective is to check out, to numb our minds, basically abuse our bodies, and to put up with situations that we hate because we think we have to. This is the hypnotic trance we're in. So before I leave you with the last clip, I just want to thank everybody for commenting. Cheryl, Cheryl Gallegos, a lot of comments. Thanks, thanks, thanks. You're welcome. You are welcome. I'm funny. You're funny sometimes, Michael says. I try to be. Michael does construction for a living. He helps with friends build stuff. Awesome, man. Great freaking, uh, great active lifestyle. Let's see, we got one, one, one here. It's a little longer. Tony Scott, my thoughts on the flu, especially these modern flus with celebrity status is the toxins that are washed out. Symptoms are unique. And the so-called spike has never been isolated and attached to a so-called, that image we have all seen has never been seen under electron microscope as a virus. Yep, yep. Boom. boy, Tony. Image modeled by a computer. Yep, just like just like uh, NASA pictures, right? So many thoughts are that we have been spiked with the patented spike proteins. There are about seven of them patented. So when we are arguing about some, I wonder if it cut his comment off. Yeah, so many people are, are so in the know, guys. So many, some of you guys are just wide awake, wide awake. So 
it's crazy the amount of conspiracy theories that are out there now that are joining the ranks. Holy cow. I mean, you've got Elon Musk, you've got Dr. Drew now, you've got uh, Kyrie Irving, Ice Cube. Uh, gosh, it's saying all these people like they're important because they're celebrities. But, but think about it. Think about it. Like three years ago, right? David Icke's YouTube video got ripped down in the middle of live streaming to like 20 million viewers or something like that. Maybe it's 2 million, I don't know, millions of viewers. And here we are. We got these main, Robert Malone, Peter McCullough, Joe Rogan. Like these people are, it's, it's blowing my mind. And people are still just attacking like we're, like we're fringe or something. Here's what, here, here's like, I got this vision. Like this is what, it's almost like they're, you know, that game where it's like when you and a friend, it's like you jump in the water. It's like, I'll jump if you jump. Right. And it's like you fake each other out, you know, where he wants to go, but you know, if he goes, you will go. Right. It's like, there's a hundred million people like on the edge of this cliff or dock or whatever. And, and, and they're all ready to jump, jump into what jump into enough is enough. Jump into like organizing, jump into refusing to pay taxes, jump into marching to the, the, the streets of your local Capitol building and demanding resignations, jumping into just getting rid of your school board. It's almost like there's just, everybody's just, just on the edge waiting to take action, waiting to take action. Be curious when people start jumping, well, what happens? So like I said earlier, movement, make time, half hour a day, hour a day, just walk. It doesn't have to be this grand vision of what you think a workout should be. If you can't make time to walk 30 minutes or a half or an hour a day, do you have a life? And is that a life that is sustainable for you? And who else is watching you live that life? And what are, what are you modeling and for who? If there's important people in your life that watch you do what you do. Do you want them to end up doing what you're doing? And if we don't have a life where we don't have a half hour or an hour a day to make time for ourselves, it's a serious question we got to ask. It's really something we got to look at. But before I end it with a, with a clip from, oh, what podcast was this? Sorry, Dr. Drew. With a clip from And We Know. If you guys follow And We Know on Rumble, it's good stuff. But General Michael Flynn, nice little New Year's message. We'll leave you with that. But I want to read a little, little excerpt from a book I just got done studying. Actually, I'm still in the middle of studying it, but just got done reading it. So this book was written in the 80s, and it's talking about deep trance phenomena. And I'm sorry, it's actually a psychologist named Dr. Stephen Walensky. And he's talking about quantum psychology principles. And um, he's talking about hypnotic trances and uh, trance-inducing techniques and whatnot. But as I was reading this, boy, it really hit me. Um, and, I, you know, I, I'd been introduced to this, this perspective year ago or so. And it's something, you know, I kind of hung on to, but I didn't really like latch on to. But as I was studying this book, it really, really hit me um, just what they've done to us. So uh, I'll just read you a couple excerpts here. Um, let's see. Well, I do not impose uh, confusion on the client as a trance-inducing technique but rather observe the client's own creative use of confusion as a symptomatic trance pattern, patterned response. In such cases, confusion has been used by the individual to self-induce a trance that protects him or her from a threatening external stimulus. Confusion is a naturalistic trance state which emerges when the child is overwhelmed by an event, interaction, or emotions because of the threat. The child resists experiencing the episode and it is in the resisting process of a state of confusion or disorientation as it emerges. 
Once resisted, the child will protect himself from the non-experience experience by surrounding it with confusion and creating an identity that can meet or stop the overwhelming stimulus. Leave out a couple of sentences there. Sometimes the demands and expectations which the child is unable to fulfill from the parents create feelings of confusion and disorientation. The confusion becomes the way in which the child handles the event. So in other words, to paraphrase that, you've got a child, us, because we've fell into this nanny state, right? Where we're the child and government's daddy or mommy. And we just, I don't care how much you abuse me. I don't care how much you drink. I don't care how much you sleep with the neighbor's wife. I don't care how much you do that. You're still daddy. And daddy, you have all the answers and you've got to protect me. And when I'm sick, you bring medicine home and chicken soup. So that's where we're at. So the child us has been asked to do things. Oh, I don't know. Work 60, 70 hours a week, still barely pay the bills. Find the woman or man of your dreams and both of you lead separate lives and you grow apart as you chase your own careers because you both have to have a career if you want a house worth living in and food on the table and a, and a car. And so it's like that's confusing right there that just just that is confusing, right? Because we don't have access to what our grandparents did, right? Even though stuff was really shitty for them, there was a time when you could actually like support a family being like a mechanic or working at a grocery store. Now you can't do that. So we're in this state of this doesn't make sense. This isn't how life should be. Is this really all there is to life, right? I've got the house. I've got the boat. I've got the car. I've got the retirement, but I don't have any time to enjoy it. And my wife and I don't get along. And my husband and I don't get along. We haven't had an important conversation in years. And then boom, you hit them with this. So the child is for us. We're being thrown into this, this mass state of confusion. And so in that, in that excerpt, it talks about we form an identity. So what identity will... In this particular case, you're probably forming what we call conflicting identities. So the identities formed are A, confused. I am confused. I identify as confused. That's one. Step two, second identification. I identify as someone who needs to solve this. I need to figure this out. I am in survival mode. So I am confused and I need to figure this out. When have you ever been good at figuring anything out when you're confused, right? So we don't have the awareness to realize that all it takes when you get in that situation of overwhelm, confused, also needing to figure this out instantly. All you need to do is just take that in and accept the confusion. Let it play itself out. I'm confused. If you're identifying as confused, just be confused. When the confusion settles, when the dust settles, when the fire goes down, okay, it'll be okay. When that happens, you are able to find perspective. You are able to find space. And then when that's clear, you no longer identify as confused. And when you're not identified as confused, then you can identify as someone who's going to solve a problem. Simple. Okay. But we have been thrown in this situation, right? The, the, just the dynamics of living in the world today, making ends meet, having a comfortable living, all that stuff. It's confusing enough. Then you throw this event at us and we're confused and we don't know where to look. And guess where we're looking? So at that point, you have identified as confused. Once you've identified as confused, you don't realize that that's what you're accepted as I am confused. Then it doesn't matter that the information doesn't make sense. At that point, you've taken that off your priority list, right? Generally, it's like, okay, if something's going to be true and I'm going to follow, well, if I'm going to follow some advice, A, it's got to be true. Two, it's got to make sense. Three, I got to trust the person. Four, what's in it for me? Five, will anybody get hurt, right? There's all these things that we go through, right? But when you're in that mass state of confusion, yeah, Michael, look for God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always tethered. Always there, right? But as soon as we've accepted that we're just confused and we just don't know, right? First sign that people are confused is they're like, you're not a doctor, but take a vaccine. 
Don't tell people, don't tell people to do their own research. You're not a doctor. You're not a virologist. Meanwhile, they're going and they're posting. Everybody take it. Look, I just got mine. Go get yours, right? Like confusion. So it doesn't have to make sense. So since they've already said, I'm confused, it doesn't make sense. So whatever action I take is probably not going to make any sense. I'll go to the next order of priority. All right. Who do I trust? Oh, I trust that guy. That's Fauci. I trust Fauci. Well, he's, he's lied 10 times. He, he keeps contradicting himself. He, what? He's saying stuff that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but I'm confused and I got to make a decision. So that's how we get there. That's how we get there, right? And because they're confused, they are pissed that you're not. Because I've identified as confused. You're obviously don't act confused at all. You're an enemy. You're not of my tribe. And that's where we're at. Mass state of confusion. So the child is confused. They're giving demands that they given demands that they cannot comply with. They can't comply with these demands. Like what? Really? Like, I don't want the shot. Oh, okay. Well, you have a choice. Choices get the shot or lose your job. No one forced you. No one forced you to do it. That doesn't reconcile in people's minds. Doesn't reconcile. Even when I've had I've had this in my own family where and if you got it, like I'm not judging you like at all. Like Please don't turn this into us versus them thing. We're on the same team. But I've had it in my own family. Like my father and I don't talk anymore. He called me an irresponsible parent because I wouldn't get my kids vaccinated. But I've had it in my own family where they think like us and they don't want to get it and they didn't want to get it. But they also didn't want to go through the pain of refusing based on and, and rightfully so refusing going through the process, getting terminated, figuring out how to make the ends meet until you go hire a lawyer. How am I going to afford that? Taking them to court, winning, and then what? They didn't want to go through that, even though they knew that everybody has taken people to court over this of one, that there's no legal constitutional grounds for the, any of this. They know all this and they know what would happen if they were to go through the process, but they still chose to take something that they thought possibly is deadly. Russian roulette. What kind of fucking choice is that? It's not a choice. So when I say you got a choice, if I told my kids, like, what do you want for dinner? Cat shit or dog shit? That's not a choice. They'd be really confused, wouldn't they? So we get in that confused state. And then we say, oh, by the way, there's the enemy. Anybody that's got a red hat on, anybody that, that is as an American flag, anybody that has a, a don't tread on me flag, that's your enemy. They're doing this to you. So you take someone who's hypnotized, confused, scared, and just wants to be somewhere else in a different situation. And you point them right to where their enemy is. And that's me and you. And that's where we're at. What can we do about it? I don't know. I don't know. I know what we can do. I don't know if it's the answer, but it's an answer. Is we take personal responsibility over our situation, right? That means we don't engage with dipshits. We don't engage with dipshits. If we, that means we stop trying to convince people. We stop trying to convince people. If it's about my own mental health, sanity, energy conservation, over educating people that aren't interested in being educated because they're in a trance anyway, then that's the way it's got to be. I wish I had some better clarity on how this plays out on a, on a, like on a big level. I really personally believe that, that, that this is a spiritual dilemma. This is a spiritual battle. This is, this is like world war three, world war 10. And so that gives me a lot of faith. It gives me a lot of hope and optimism for the collective, but it's gonna probably be after a lot of pain and culling of the herd. Unfortunately, uh, I personally think like the last three years has been an IQ test. I, I really do. It's my opinion. Just not a lot makes any more sense than that. They want to see who they can talk into it. They want to see who's going to follow BS advice. And they want to know like how effective their hypnotic trance is. It all ties into like MK Ultra, that type of stuff. So 
Project Mockingbird, all that good stuff. But anyway, I hope you guys find value in this. And I hope, really, I guess my intention behind this is to keep us from being a resource to help keep us from bouncing around and avoiding moving on to things before other things are suddenly or fully resolved. And that doesn't mean they're going to get fixed, but is it resolved within you? Have you processed all these things that I've talked about? Have you even thought about it? Have you even thought about that? Like three quarters of the people die from either heart disease, heart disease or metab other metabolic conditions. Have we thought about that? Like 50% of us die from heart disease. 50% of us are going to get cancer. And of that 50% of that, 50% of them will die from it. Do the math. That's like 25%. So you take 50% dying from heart disease and 25% dying from cancer. That's 75%. Hmm. And what's causing this shit? Why does nobody want to know? Why does nobody want to know? Why was McDonald's, liquor stores, strip clubs, marijuana joints? I love me some marijuana, but I don't consider it essential. Why was it essential when your gym was closed and you couldn't go outside? And this was a traumatic event for us. If you haven't taken time to decompress from this, if you don't have daily decompression techniques, if you don't have ways to keep trauma from storing in your body, how has the last three years been affecting you? This isn't something that just happened and we're just going to be like, oh, sweet. No, because it's going to be on to the next thing. It's going to be on to the next election. It's going to be on the next child trafficking ring. It's going to be on you know, to the next conspiracy theory. This is how this trauma accumulates in us, guys. That's why trauma is such a big deal now. It's such a hot-button topic. We all have trauma. Like, you don't have to be mentally ill to have trauma. And having trauma is not a bad thing. It means you're human. It means you're still alive. It means you've lived a life. But if we don't even have 30 minutes a day to walk, we're not getting rid of this trauma. And I'm not saying it is by design, but if I had, like, a goal, like, if I was a eugenicist or something like that, and I wanted to reduce the population, and I wanted to keep people dumb and docile... I'm not sure I'd do anything different than what they're doing. Just my take on it. So, and this all ties into health. Yes, it does. This is about health because if you ain't happy, you're not healthy. If you're not healthy, you're not free. And if you're not free and you live in a free country, what's the point? What's the point? So I hope you guys found value in it. I'm going to leave you with a clip from General Michael Flynn. And I appreciate all you tuning in for my first ever live podcast. Again, if you can get the hint that you might be interested in future live broadcasts or podcasts, please go to my Substack. You can click the link in my bio to my link tree, my link fly, and you can sign up for my Substack there. You can, you can follow my Spotify podcast. And I would certainly appreciate any five-star review, a share, a comment, like anything like that. Any support helps, guys. Everything helps. And that being said... I think there's anything else. I'm so bad at this, like so bad at like saying the scripted things and all the things you got to get in. Oh yeah. I'm supposed to, supposed to let you know that I do coach. And so, uh, you know, I am looking for people that are interested in finding a new state of being and really committing to being open to the fact that what they've been told about health, what they've been told about aging, what they've been told about happiness is more than likely BS. And there is ways that you can get rid of your back pain. You can get rid of your neck and shoulder pain. You can get rid of your digestive issues. You can get rid of your depression. You can be at a healthy weight and have it be simple and easy for you. And uh, it's pretty much the same formula for all of it. So I'm tired of watching people not get help. I'm tired of watching people spend years, money, energy, emotion on their situation and not seeing any results. And I believe that's why God put me through my, my situation because it takes, it takes someone who's been there, been through it, 
to act, actually deliver you the truth. And so that's what I do. If you're interested in hearing more about what I do, looking for some guidance, you can reach out to me direct at any time, jerry at biohackingtruth.com. You can DM me, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. You can reach me direct, 406-241-3763. And again, hop on over to my site. Give me a, give me a subscribe. Follow me on, on Spotify. And go over to my YouTube channel. Give that a subscribe as well. Appreciate anything you can, you can do. Other than that, I'll leave you with General Michael Flynn. And I appreciate everybody. Karen, we are spiritual. Yes, yes, ma'am. But we got the warriors, I'll tell you that. We got here, Michael. Blessed to have you, brother. Blessed to have you, Michael. Blessed to have you. Just full of love and support, bro. It's your food and your medicine. Yes, food and medicine. Isn't that weird how food can be the most poisonous, toxic thing we put in our body or can be the most healing? Beautiful. Shows you how important food is. Your body responds to it. All right. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. This is General Michael Flynn on the And We Know podcast, available on Rumble. Links are in the comments. Peace, much love, and live well. And I will leave you with this, because I pulled this while we were sitting here. The Tenth Amendment. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. That's the Tenth Amendment. It's so vital that we understand our amendments. We understand our rights, and we understand who we are as an American citizenry, filled, filled. I mean, 99.9%, we, we will be unified as Mel has been highlighting all shows. So my last comment is just happy new year to everybody. I am fired up about the new year. 2023 is going to be historic. It is going to be historic. And I'm glad I'm alive. Glad you're alive. Oh, there's a band word up there. I'm trying to get rid of it. Whatever. Because Dr. Eli David said wanted new conspiracy theories. All previous ones turned out to be true. Vaccinated can spread COVID. That used to be a theory, conspiracy. Now it's the truth. Vaccinated are susceptible to new variants and reinfection. COVID vaccines can cause blood, blood clots and other serious side effects. We tried to tell them they didn't listen. Third and fourth shot, they're going to force. It was a theory, now it's the truth. New shots every half year. Yeah. Shots for young children. They're never going to do it. Yes, they did. Total segregation of society. They won't do that. They did. Camps for the unvaccinated. Yeah guys get a good look at that so weird still being flagged too peace much love and live well